the you know the one Diablo panel that we have on Friday, and we'll be able to res- report on that next week. So yay, it'll be fun. Yeah. BlizzCon party. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Yep, there we yeah, go. Yeah, we'll have on a BlizzCon party. Yeah. yeah. So BlizzCon party in my pants. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well. I'm a witch doctor. I shake a lot. Yeah. Can't help it. <laughs> this is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to Shattered Soulstone, episode 103, Party in My Pants. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash soulbooks2015. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Patreon. Support the Shattered Stone. With your support, you can help grow the show. Become a patron today at patreon.com slash soulstone. Strap in, folks. This is going to be fun. Coming to you from a half-empty bottle of white wine. Antonio. I found a nice little trifecta last night in uh, Hardcore that I'm hoping makes me loaded. Dreja. Oh, wait, wait a minute, what happened? Like, you lose five seconds of your life, you wake up. Chill. It gives you 38.2 yummies per second. With 13 to 38 yummies and 150 nom nom noms per second. Coming to you from the dark recesses of the proverbial Dawn Forge pouch, this is episode 103 of the Shattered Soulstone, you Diablo community podcast. It is Friday, October 30th, and I am your host, Druggy McDruggerson, and I am joined by my two co Joeys, Brasia. How's it going? Happy Halloween. I'm oh, good. Boy. I'm good. I can't that, help it. That ho- I that, like it. You know, I've always wanted to go to Disneyland when they're doing this. because, Or, when they're doing this. When they're doing their Halloween celebration stuff. Because they have all the villains out instead of, you know, the princesses and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely be fun. I actually kind of want to go to the Universal one. Just because it's really scary and stuff. That's cool. Really? <laughs> I do. Imagine if they had an AMC land. Oh, that right. would be strange. But anyways, <laughs> I did say both of my co-joeys. Jen, how are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay enough to podcast. Um, we moved our entire studio, like all of the computers and all the gear and stuff, from the back room of the house to the front room, which is why I haven't mm-hmm. been here, because the computers were in pieces, and so were the desks and everything else. So um, I'm here now, so life is good. Yeah. Yeah. And rest in pancakes, that iMac, right? Uh, yeah, that one died. Uh, Sean's died, which uh, has led to other difficulties seeing as he edits things, you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, working off an older computer now, and he's got a different monitor, and uh, things are kind of uh, working for now. And uh, we'll just see how it goes. But I'm here, <laughs> and I'm yeah. able to record, and um, yeah. I feel like our show tonight, especially more than any other, is being held together by tissue paper. <laughs> or, and masking you know, tape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, masking tape and tissue paper. 
Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Everything that will rip apart as soon as uh, you stand up. And I, I think, Jen, you might actually be uh, more healthy than me at the moment. But that's Is that even because... possible? Wow. <laughs> oh, it's the chemicals in my brain being messed up and everything hasn't returned to normal. So, and but that's, our, that's uh, more difficult, I think, than what I deal with. Our fourth musketeer, Lantonio, he's out of town. So he will not be joining us. Although he did say there was a, a very small chance that he would join us. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. So let's get into what we've been up to in-game. So Jen, what have you been up to? Okay, well, I'm playing a barbarian now. I think I said that last time. I've got a hardcore seasonal barbarian. And I still have the wizard I started with, but Sean and I were playing characters together, you know? And uh, so he had a demon hunter and I had a wizard. And then his demon hunter died and we were at the wrong... Like, we weren't at the same level anymore. And then Nevik kindly helped Sean get back, you know, with a new demon hunter up to level. So I don't want to, like, use that character and be off level again. Mm -hmm. You know? So I started Barbarian. And right now I'm at uh, Paragon 25. Um, Finally hit level 70. I've got the first three of the season journey chapters done. I'm working on chapter four. Um, killed the Key Wardens, like, early this morning. Killed all of them, and that was fun. I'm having trouble with the Greater Rifts, though. Because, um, I don't know. It's it's different from last season, so that was something to, to consider. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to do the whole, like, do a bunch of bounties. Now go do an Ephlum Rift. Now go do, you know, a Greater Rift. You don't have to do that anymore, so that's good. But um, when I started with the Greater Rifts, I just, you know, clicked the button, and it wanted to put me on Greater Rift 12. And I just got my Barbarian just able to play Torment 1. Okay. So 12 didn't work so well. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I didn't end closer up, to Torment 2. Yeah, I didn't end up killing the character, but it was like I didn't finish the rift before the timer went off, and I'm playing her like she's a demon hunter. You know, run in, drop stuff from the sky, <laughs> run back, you know, that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> so it worked. I mean, she's not dead yet, you know, but it wasn't ideal. And so I got kind of frustrated with that, and then I went and uh, killed the Key Wardens, you know, got a few more Paragon points, figured, okay, let's try again. Got back into uh, Greater Rift 10. Um, couldn't finish that one either. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I got it done. You know, I completed it, but not before the timer went off. And this is when I discovered that if you don't finish it before the timer, that you t- you can't upgrade a gem. Right. Unless he's new could. So that was kind of like, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> yeah, you, you just get the you just get the loot pinata. You do. You get the loot pinata. Um, so you do get a legendary gem, but you can't, you know, upgrade, upgrade it unless you finish yeah. the timer and you know, before the timer. So I'm gonna have to get some more paragon points and go back and try again. Um, at least you know get a rift, a greater rift ten, so I can do the uh, seasonal journey thing. Then I'm still working my way through. And I think that's about it for Diablo three this week. Okay. Not too bad. I I think, uh, yeah. Well, not not to uh, spoil any of my content, but you're the only one who didn't have a rip this week. So, oh, Bridget, why, yeah. why, why don't you tell <laughs> us about pizza? Oh, well, I'll tell you a lot about pizza. But before <laughs> I do, I'm just going to say thanks for uh, joining us today. we got a few people uh, watching on our Twitch live stream. More people coming every week would be cool. 
Uh, we get JC Monkey replay and Squish today joining us. I know it's a little off schedule, but thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting back to the game itself, hmm. What can I say? I had better goals in mind for this week when I played, <laughs> and it didn't quite happen. So, you know, I was just leveling. Uh, well, not really leveling. I um, was just kind of running some more rifts, some greater rifts, you know, kind of testing out a few things because I had picked up a couple new pieces of uh, equipment, just trying to play around, with, you know, on my um, on my main witch doctor. And I was like, okay, you know, Pumpkins is doing fine. She's not in any trouble, but I want to make sure I, I level up a backup just in case. Mm-hmm. So I had the level 25 gem of ease, threw that into a nice weapon, um, and it just gave me you know a ton of health, a ton of damage. I was like, I threw it on, and I started at normal and realized I was just like plowing through things. So I was like, okay, let's mm-hmm. boost it up. So I, I tried it at Torment 1 at like level 10. I'm like, you know, oh, actually, no, it was only like level 4 or 5. I was like, oh my god, this is so easy. So I pumped, I actually went all the way up to Torment 4. <laughs> and I was running literally from level 6 all the way until like 62 was Torment 4. Nice. And that took me, like, less than an hour to do that. It was ridiculously stupid how mm-hmm. easy that is. So, I mean, I didn't have great equipment or stuff, so I kind of put some things, you know, tried a couple of different crafted items, threw them on, things like that. So, like, I had the cane set um, for boost and um, XP and a few things like that in the helm with mm-hmm. the boosted XP. So I was like, okay, you know, this is working well, but I'm feeling like uh, I'm taking a little risk here, so let me drop it down to Torment 2. And I basically, for the next, you know, 20 minutes, no problem, just kind of moved up, but I was taking my time going through it. And then, of course, it was about, well, I don't know, about 10 o'clock or so at night. Yeah, you know, getting up (laughs) at like 5 in the morning every morning, I tend to get tired by then. So the first three times I nodded off, I really should have stopped. And because like I woke up oh, no. and I'm like okay I'm alive everything's dead around me except for me so I'm good <laughs> my thank God my pets are awesome but I'm like I'm level 68 I'm so close I can hit 70 and just go to bed uh, oh no right so seriously people I do not know how many times I need to tell you do not play while you are tired and I should listen to that as well obviously so this was pizza as you mentioned. So I'm, I've named, decided all my witch doctors are now going to na- be named with a P. So Pizza was at 68, cruising along. It was like, it wasn't even a deep sleep this time because I was starting to wake up. You know, one of those things where you're taking a nap or something, you're kind of waking up. I just nodded off like, it, you know, literally my clock. I mean, I was looking at a, my clock and it was like 10 seconds, not even. I woke up and I was dead and I'm like, huh, that was yeah. dumb. And then I just typed in chat, F this, I'm off to the, I'm out. <laughs> yep. <just> left. <laughs> I was there. I wasn't even angry, honestly. I was just kind of like, you know, I sh- that was stupid. I should have just stopped. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not angry at anybody no, or anything like that. I'm just like, forget it. I'm not even worth trying to do anything. So I leveled another gem of ease to 25. Um, got a chance to do that a little bit today. And uh, so I just started leveling um, my new witch doctor named Peppers. And so Peppers is already level 25, and I did that while we were first trying to dial in at the right. show. This, so it's like for, a, I don't know, maybe five or six minutes. <laughs> so I'm like, it's just stupid um, because I have him running at Torment 
one right now. And I'm just like, yeah, it doesn't feel like anything. There's no no real challenge to it. It's a good boost up quickly. But I know when I get into the 60s, I'm going to have to make sure, yeah, nope, not going to do anything. <laughs> I'm just going to like, if I'm tired, go to bed. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah, Thank if you, I Twitch. see you if I see you online and you're in the 60s, I'll be like, Brisha, are you tired? Go to bed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Wake up, dude. <laughs> drink some coffee. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't drink coffee, though. Drink, drink some caffeinated tea. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I guess that'll work, sure. <laughs> or just, you know, not play later at night. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's fine. Um, I'm still, like, I've been looking at different builds out there because I'm trying to make sure my gear or st- um, my ability to re- optimize as possible. And I keep seeing this thing about the zombie de- bear build, which is pretty cool. Um, I just still don't think I have all the pieces I need to do it effectively. So, um, you know. I'm gonna just. I'm still hunting. Like it just feels like I'm doing more hunting right now for specific pieces, which I just have not been able to find. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, okay. Like, and I still have to go through because my original plan was to get this one to 70, then go back to my regular witch doctor and take pumpkins around and start hunting, you know, as much as possible, like getting more Hellfire amulets because um, the one I have, just the passive, is tribal rights or something, and I don't even need that for whatever build I'm trying to build. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I can't re-roll that part, but, so, um, yeah, and then I'm going to get that, and then, uh, I, I think pretty much, you know, I mean, I've got different options, I do like the staff that I have, the Sun Wong, um, or Su Wong, sorry, and that's working really well, so, I, you know, I think I'm, I'm most of the way there, like 90%, but in order to be, like, completely optimal, so, I don't know. I think once I get this one to 70, I'm going to start, you know, playing around a little bit more and being a little more aggressive and trying to push up um, the boards that we have. Because we've we've got several people now in the clan who've done Witch Doctors in the 50s. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. You know, I want to shoot for that. Uh, But I do got to get back into the 40s. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward. But other than that, not too bad. Not as, you know, not the way I expected a week to go. But I'm not, like, really all broken up about it. It's kind of like after you lose three or four, you just doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> I I almost I almost feel that pain, too. But... <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's a numbing pain. It's not even a pain anymore. It's just numb. Yeah. Well, I've... I guess I mentioned, you know, that I ripped. I And I was kind of salty about it because I should have not have kept pushing in this greater rift because there were uh ghosts and Ooh. i ended up getting stuck because of waller because my dashing strike was on cooldown and i had didn't have enough spirit to you know dash and my static charge monk joanne she died in a greater rift 62 i was i was like come on i, I no the i think the thing that pissed me off <laughs> about this death more than anything was earlier that night I had found a really good Mars kaleidoscope and it's been kind of theory crafted that this is probably the best in slot for a monk if only because then you don't have to worry about all the poison rift guardians you know like for, if you get veracity you're like yes mm-hmm. yes I can just I'm invincible you know 
So, yeah, I was I was expecting, you know, I, sh- I should be able to do a 62 no problem. And, you know, I had noped out of, I don't know how many riffs. I was like, nope, nope. There was actually one day, this was um, when I was compromised in terms of mental chemical stuff. And I was just, I was just, I don't know why, I felt compelled to push. And I think after my fifth nope, I was like, F this, I'm done. Because I was, I was just, I was really, really irritable. So I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, no, I'm not in the mood to fish right now. <laughs> so I lost my set of charge monk and I was like, okay, well now I need to really start farming again if I want to rebuild my set of charge monk. So I had tried doing a speed, a speed farming, uh, U6 monk. And I just, I, for some reason, it, it wasn't clicking with me that I should drop the Fist of Ass Tarask and put an Ingyom there. And then I can still have the Flow of Eternity and the Cube and still have the Lion's Claw. That way, Seven-Sided Strike's attacking really fast and hitting, you know, more than seven targets. So as soon as I realized that, then I was like, holy crap, this is an amazing speed farming build. And it's like, I'm, I'm clearing T8 riffs in about two and a half minutes pretty much wow um the the although it's kind of funny it's like i have to remind myself when i'm doing this to make sure that i'm using epiphany not not for the damage reduction but for the spirit generation that it provides because um because i'm not really attacking too many things like i'm just dash seven sided strike dash 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 seven sided strike dash 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 seven sided strike so i'm not really generating any spirit so that's right. why I have to use Epiphany. Otherwise, I'll I'll go seven seven. Wait, seven. It's not working. It's not. Oh, I'm out of spirit. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been really fun. I've been um, leveling up gems because uh, I I don't know why. Just 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 in case, I guess. But uh, instead of doing another monk, like rebuilding another monk, I decided. Well, you know what. Let's level up another wizard. So I did that. Got got another wizard up to level seventy, because I had um, at one point I was like, no, I'm not going to do an archon wizard. Not going to do it. Nope. But then I decided, after trying, I think I was trying to do a forty nine with Del Rasha's wizard, and I was thinking, you know, I might be able to make this work if I swap out focus and restraint for, you know, a ring of royal grandeur, and uh, a unity. And then I could have Convention of Elements cubed. And that might work, right? But then I was like, oh, but now I need to get a good Unity. And then I have to, you know, do some farming, get a Ring of Royal Grandeur for, you know, intelligence base. And I was like, oh, all right, I I have some Veers gear. So let's just let's do another wizard, see how it is. So I tried it out. And one thing that I don't like, or that I had to get used to, I should say, is when you go into Archon form, you know, teleport is on the number three key, and then you have slow time bubble on number two, and that that always follows you. It's like a toggle. You press two and it comes on, you press two, it goes off. So you just press it once and then it comes on. And then one is, uh, I'm trying to remember what the name of the talent is, but it's basically like explosive blast. It has no cooldown. Mm-hmm. Like it, you can do it every second, something like that. Oh, wow. And then, of course, you have your melee attack, which deals a ton of damage. 
and then you have the arcane beam that you can shoot out, the disintegration beam. So in doing this, because on my Delrasha wizard, I have teleport on the right mouse click. And then, then I was like, you know, trying to adjust to, okay, right click, teleport. Oh wait, now I'm in Archon form. Now I have to press three to teleport. I was like, no, 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 this isn't going to work. I have to move, I have to move my skills around so that this works. So uh, let's see, I'm trying to think, I think I have um, Frost Nova on the number one key because it really, in order to make this build work, you have to have a Halo of Arlis with you, like equipped or in your cube, I guess, but equipped is better. And oh my goodness, I, I was like, D does this ring flip and exist? <laughs> I was like trying to get it. So I finally got it and so I have Frost Nova on one because that's kind of similar to, you know, spamming. Oh, wait, no, 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 I'm sorry. I put Frost Nova on two. That's right. Because number one, I put Improved Archon. That's right. Or not Improved Archon. The one that does lightning damage because uh, my Ancient Parthon Defenders has 18 or 17% lightning damage. So I figured I'd roll with the lightning rune on Archon form because the Veers, the two-piece, gives Archon every single rune. So... It doesn't matter which rune you pick, just, uh, you know, whatever elemental damage you want to deal, that's that's your best bet. So I did that, and then I moved teleport to three, and four, I think, is magic weapon, and then on my right mouse click, I have ice armor, and my left mouse click, um, trying to think of what it is. Oh, I know, um, uh, arcane torrent, and it's the static charge one. I think that's the name of it, and... It, it it's a weird feeling build it's really weird uh you go like essentially when you're not an archon you're not really killing anything ever so what you do is uh you make sure that your shantoto's buff is at 20 because that imp that increases your uh the explosion that just automatically happens when you go into archon form it, like by i think it's like 150% per stack or something like that. So you really want it to get up to 20 stacks. That way it's dealing a lot of damage. And then every enemy you hit with an attack, uh, you're building up your Archon stacks where every attack, I think, deals an additional 1% damage like for every stack. So you're doing this and you're teleporting around and you're hitting your explosive blast thing and you are it's just chaos and you're like you're trying to herd things into a big big pile and then maybe you kill them maybe you don't depends on what greater reflect level you're running at in your overall dps and then you get out of archon form and then you're like okay you have to make sure you have some things equipped that way uh your art your archon stacks last for like I think 15 seconds after you exit archon form because it's vitally important that you have those stacks because it also decreases your damage taken so so you do all of this, and um, so, and you have to have an obsidian ring of the zodiac in your cube. That way, you can bring Archon off a of cooldown faster, right? So you're doing this. Your Frost Nova is automatically going off because of the Halo of Arlis, which is important. Um, and you use uh, the what is it? Um, Bone Chill, Bone Something, I think, is the name. Yeah, I think that's Bone Something can't re remember the exact name of the room, but it's the one where if your Frost Nova hits more than five targets, you gain 10% critical hit chance for the next 15 seconds. 
or 11 seconds, I think it is actually. And the reason why that's important is you need you need those critical hits so that you're mm -hmm. regening your arcane power, so that you can keep arcane torrenting, so that you or tormenting, so that you can you know reduce your cooldown on archon form. Oh, wow. Then you go back into archon form. And if you're able to bring your cooldown and reactivate Archon, then what you then essentially what you're doing is you have this brief window where you still have your old stacks from your previous Archon form, and you're gaining a bunch of stacks with your new Archon or Archon form, and it just it turns into massive amounts of damage, right? So you're doing this, and it's just it's such a weird build. I I kind of don't like it. But at the same time, it's ch it's a challenge, it's something completely different because you're having to manage your timers more than any other build I've done before, and uh, like you have to pay attention to when you're coming out of Archon form. That way, if you're in a bad spot, you kind of want to be able to teleport out before your Archon falls off, because you don't want to accidentally activate your teleport. Although sometimes you have to do this anyways. Because then your Obsidian Ring, because it only reduces the cooldown of one skill, and it's RNG which one it chooses. So you don't want to use your Frost Nova unless you absolutely have to, and you don't want to use your Teleport unless you absolutely have to. That way, all of your Obsidian uh, procs are going towards your Archon form. So it's it's really wild. But I was able to do a greater of 50 with this build. And it actually didn't feel too hard. I think I did it in 9 minutes, so I can definitely push higher. I don't have oh, yeah. a, don't have an ancient Shantoto's uh, wand. I can't remember the exact name of it. I think it's, I think Force is the orb, and something. Well, it doesn't matter. But yeah, so I did a greater of fifty. That pushed me into the top five hundred for the wizards. Um, hey, congratulations! I think I'm still in the top two hundred for monks, although it's gonna be a while before I can make a push again. And my mm. barb, I don't know where he is, but it doesn't matter. I th I think he's still ranked. So um, that's pretty much it. All I've just been leveling, just been trying to get as much Paragon as I can, mm -hmm. mainly solo. So it's pretty sad. But mm. sitting at Paragon seven eighteen, so I'm closing in on eight hundred. Nice. And since we don't even know when the PTR for two point four is going up, I think I'm gonna have plenty of time to get there. So. I think you will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Update. Um, I'm actually at Paragon 320. Nice. I'm mostly doing solo, too. So. All Even right. with those deaths, I'm still moving along. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Do you think we'll hear, like, about when the uh, season ends? Do you think we'll hear about that before or after BlizzCon? Because I don't think they'll end it during, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, since we don't have the pa or the PTR up yet... And since we're getting towards the end of the year now, this might be a situation where we have the longest season ever. <laughs> mm -hmm. Longer than so, season one. Season one went on forever and ever. Yeah, yeah, it was what, five months and two days, something like five months? I, five I don't days. know. It just seemed like a really long time Yeah, that one. So I don't know. I mean, I just, I don't see them like switching out a season during BlizzCon because, you know. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're not we're, the PTR is not going to go up magically next Tuesday. No. Mm -mm. No, no, certainly not. Yeah. So at this point, yeah, I'm sure we're going to hear a bunch about 2.4. I doubt that we'll get a date because, you know, and <laughs> yeah, I seriously doubt that we'll get a date. But uh, no, they never give dates. 
and Unless they're like, okay, now it's coming out. Yeah, so let's talk about Audible. You can go to bit.ly slash soulbooks2015. You'll get a free audiobook of your choice from over 180,000 titles that they have. And with your 30-day free trial that you get when you sign up, you'll also have access to the digital versions of the New New York Times and Wall Street Journal, as well as the ability to participate in any of their member offers. And should you carry your membership past that, or yeah, your membership past that 30 days, you'll get a credit every month to use on any on any book, or well, you know, anything that they have. So go to bit.ly/soulbooks2015 today and get your free audiobook. Yeah, yeah. So Brasia, why don't you uh, why don't you start off these tweeters? Absolutely. First one's from our very own JC Monkey. He says, at Shatterstone, there'll be a, there will still be piles of Nevic monks in front of New Tristram. <laughs> I'm not happy about this. Whole lot of monks just hanging out, all named Nevic. Mm. Yep. Next tweet is from EY Edgar. He said, Shatterstone, great thanks to KSB Podcast's own Tim, who helped me with another player to complete the tier, uh, Torment 10 and less than three minute challenge. Nice work. Oh, wow. Good job, Edgar. And I think that completed his season journey. So he is uh, a guardian. Ah, congratulations. Awesome. I have so much far farther to go with all of that, but it's really cool mm-hmm. hearing other people get it done, you know? I'm with you, Jen. Yeah. A whole lot of it. Torment 10 in less than three minutes. That's no joke. Mm-hmm. You basically need a wide open rift that's got god density and then you're good as long as you can kill everything really fast wow true so next tweet is from wing the quick his at shatterstone paragon 100 hardcore on the whirlwind barb awesome. all right yeah. good job congratulations yeah wingy's been, wingy's been hopping on team speak so oh cool yeah, I've been giving him pointers every now and then. Awesome. Yeah, see, we're a helpful group. Mm-hmm. So the next tweet is from Gorilla Law. It's at Shatterstone. Dia de los Muertos in oh, LA. <laughs> Dia de los Muertos. terrible. Yeah. Okay, it's, see, well, you should have been reading it. I should have been reading this one. You want me to take over on this one? <laughs> Go for it. Okay, so it's uh, Dia de los Muertos in L.A. Time to roll a witch doctor, after all. Hex chicken speed farming, here I come, says Gorilla Law. You know what, Gorilla? I do not appreciate that. Objection! Love it. (laughs) And for those that um, don't know the Spanish, uh, Dia de los Muertos is Day of the Dead. In English. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love the artwork with that with that day it's the so artwork's beautiful. fantastic yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i'm actually gonna go to some kind of an event on sunday and i don't know anything about it so we'll see how it goes yeah i oh, was cool. going to go to um the crocker art museum up here in sacramento had a festival for it but it was like two weeks ago and oh. hmm. yeah and i wasn't able to attend so I was kind of sad, but it wasn't it wasn't as cool as I thought it was going to be. 
from what my daughter told me. It's just loud music, some food, and some art. So I was like, oh, well, that's not... I guess I'm glad I didn't go. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe you didn't miss that much then. Yeah. Okay, so I lost track. Am I doing the tweets now because I jumped in, or is Brazier continuing? Go for it. <laughs> okay, so the next one is from Karova, who says, At Shattered Stone, dang it, completed a set of bounties, and the game crashes to the load screen back to the Enclave. What a oh. bummer. Oh, no. Oh. So I think that means he didn't get like all the loot for completing the bounties. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that that's sucks. no fun. That's no fun at all. Um, and the next one is from me at Queen of Haiku, and I wrote at Shattered Stone, just finished Season Journey Chapter 3, now working on Chapter 4. And I sent that because I didn't know if I'd make the show, <laughs> so um, just in case, you know, that's where I'm at. Uh, and the next one is from Nevik, yeah. and uh, he kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. He wrote OMG, he wrote O-H-E-M-G-E-E-O-M-G, and uh, put in a screenshot of the Amara's Kaleidoscope that he mentioned a little bit earlier in the show. Yep. Rest in pancakes, that really nice Mars Kaleidoscope. Yeah. It was an ancient with seven, 970 dexterity. Uh, I re-rolled off the uh, 118 resist all to a socket and critical hit chance of 9.5 and lightning skills deal 17 more percent more damage and 14% uh, of all poison damage would heal. So, yep, that was a really nice amulet that I lost in a 62 that I should not have lost, but oh well. Aww. All yeah, right. they were talking about that on the Westmark Workshop this week. Oh. <laughs> they were both like, oh, and Nevik did get it, and of course, <laughs> Nevik uh, Lo- would unfortunately lost rip with it. Yep. Yep. Oh, they, they sent her condolences. Yeah, I did not get to make get use out of that that beautiful amulet Aww. you'll get another yeah sure yeah of course all right so moving on we have a tweet from karova um who wrote great crap timer episode 102 <laughs> at a mere five minutes smiley face karova does not like when we talk about other games so he calls yep. he times the crap oh. and lets us know how long that's been <laughs> so um mm-hmm. apparently I don't know, he's for a, you know hmm? wow for a minute there i thought it was actually how long he was sitting on the crap we're listening to <laughs> <laughs> no 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 <laughs> you had me yeah, no, he times it. He doesn't, you know, he's been timing us on how long we uh, talk about other games and things like that. Things uh, outside of gaming as well. So I guess we impressed Karova with the 102 yeah. there. Yeah. Well, sometimes you don't want to rush things because, you know, it might hurt. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you need more fiber. Yeah, but not too much. Not too much. No, no. That's why fiber one has one on it for a reason <laughs> you don't do two yeah all right so i'll take over and Ka- our next tweet came to us from kagrad the blue and he says at shattered stone started working on my own wizard or a little on my wizard sorry uh greater rift 45 down and i finally broken into the solo leaderboards yeah awesome. i was surprised when i completed a 45 and i got onto the leaderboards i was like wait what <laughs> 45 is all you need to get on the leaderboards and uh yeah it's there's not too many people playing wizard this this season but funny enough uh you know the number one 
hardcore wizard. I mean, like, he did, like, a 71 or 72 or something. So it's not like wizards can't do those high-level greater rifts. It's just there's not enough of us doing them. So They're just not the flavor of the month. Yeah. And then our next tweet came to us from Scanline, and he's at Scanline75, and he says, At Shattered Stone. Oh, boy, here we go. How prevalent is botting in hardcore really? Is it a problem or not? If maybe, there should only be leaderboards in hardcore? And before we respond to that, Leviathan responded, and he said, you can still bot in hardcore. You can make near unkillable specs for T8, so even if the bot messes up, you live. And he follows that up quickly with, and even if it's not super efficient, it's still your account gaining materials and greater rift keys while you sleep or work. And Scanline responded, and he said, Yeah, that's a problem then. Not that I'm competitive right now, but it dims my enthusiasm. <sighs> yes. And still radio silence from Team 3 on it. I mean, I wasn't really expecting, you know, a magical like, Oh yes, we're working on it, and we are, you know, we're going to be banning a ton of people that do this. And No, I was just hoping, you know shred of hope that they would at least come out and reiterate that if you use any third party program that hooks into Diablo 3 for automated gameplay or other benefits um, that's against the terms of service and the end user license agreement and if you're caught using these programs your Diablo 3 license will be revoked that's all that I want. I just want something from Blizzard to let us know that this is not okay because I'm seeing more and more people talking about botting because, oh, well, Blizzard's not banning anybody who's botting. The only, the only time that we know for sure that somebody's been banned for botting is the leader of the SOS clan. He left his stream running while his bot was running, so he was streaming his bot doing everything. Yep. And he went to bed. Wow. And he woke up in the morning, and he had, like, tons of people calling him dumbass for, you know, streaming all of this. He promptly deleted his Twitch account so that it couldn't get banned. And uh, eventually, he did get a notice from Blizzard that his Diablo 3 license had been revoked. But he purchased another license, and he had created another Twitch account. And so, I was like, okay, this is really stupid. <laughs> And, uh, I mean, people people bought so that they can have an excess of Greater Rift keys and materials so that they can, you know, go to the cube and, you know, try to get, a, a, you know, that perfect piece of, or that perfect weapon or whatever, you know? Because yeah. it requires a lot of materials, but if you, have a, if you have a bot running in the background while you sleep or you go to work, you come home, you're like, oh, sweet, look at all these materials that I didn't have to grind for. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's not cool at all. Yeah. Not at all. So, hopefully, hopefully we'll hear something. I mean, I I tried today. I sent a tweet out at Nevelistus and Grimiku, and they didn't respond. So, clearly, they're not talking about anything at the moment. And I don't understand why. I mean, it's not like they have to have a bunch of meetings just to re reiterate you know, the terms of service in end-user license agreement. Now, they, they can do that right now. They, they don't have to, you know, have this grand plan on how they're going to deal with bots. So, whatever. 
Well, maybe they're like, this is being overly optimistic here, but maybe they're like planning on just banning a ton of them all at once. And they just haven't quite gotten there yet, so they don't want to say, hey guys, don't bot. You know what I mean? Maybe they're just going to like kick them all out at one time and... I mean, they'll be back, uh, apparently, you know, but um, to do that to people right before, like, BlizzCon and stuff, you know? Yeah. I yeah. don't know. It's just, like, my main concern is the silence that's coming out of their, from them, basically means that you can bot, you know, essentially, because not very many people have been caught botting. And I guess it's kind of hard to detect unless you're unless you're streaming it. It's yeah, like what was he thinking? Like the arrogance of that is just amazing. Like I'm gonna go ahead and bot. I'm gonna go ahead and let people know I'm botting. I'm gonna stream it for all to see. Like what exactly did he expect was gonna happen from that? You know? Well, and just the thought uh, that he you know he thought he'd be okay doing it is a problem. You know? He, somebody's um, when he started streaming up again. Uh, somebody on Reddit said that, uh, or he responded or something, and uh, essentially what happened was he was trying to set his stream to host another stream, and it didn't glitch, it, it like glitched on him, and instead of it hosting the person that he wanted to host, it was still streaming his desktop, his gameplay. Okay, he... so it was an accident is yep. what we're hearing. Okay. Yeah. And then just today... Somebody was multiboxing four bots, and wow. uh, they they were doing this not because they didn't think they were going to get banned, although they got their Twitch account banned because Twitch responded way faster than Blizzard does. I mean, I guess I can kind of understand that, but it was it wasn't like something out of arrogance. It was trying to call attention to this problem, you know, to see how quickly Blizzard would deal with it. So. I, I the just... one that was doing four bots at once, but the mm -hmm. guy that was streaming, it was just an accident? Yep. Okay. So. Still, though, I mean, like, I don't know. I don't get the mindset that... I get what you're saying, you know, a second ago with you need all these materials and, and it takes a while to get them all and all that stuff. I get that, but, like, if you don't want to go and, like, play the game, why even, like, play the game? Go find something that's fun for you, you know? Yeah. I mean, well, it just seems weird to me. Yeah, it's... I mean, it's more prevalent at the top end of the leaderboards, although this isn't necessarily... You know, it's not like everybody who's on the top of the leaderboard is a cheater. Um, and, because there are some very legit people who do this. Or, you know, who rank in the top ten. But um, then there's the issue with Turbo HUD. <laughs> you know? And I, I just wish that Blizzard would you know get in contact with the with the develop the guy who designed TurboHUD to help improve their UI in Diablo 3 um, because you know TurboHUD could be I mean other than the fact that it has a map hack in it I mean it communicates a lot more information to you than the UI in game does and like you can keep track of your focus and restraint timers so that you always know where they are even if they're not showing up because you have more than eight buff icons you know all kinds of issues but you know again nothing from blizzard and it's it's disheartening <laughs> i mean i'm going to be completely honest i mean this is really this is a bum this is a bum deal right now 
I mean, we had a bunch of the community members, you know, collaborate, work together to put together this open letter because all we want is we want botters to be banned. We want Blizzard to make sure that they're, you know, dr because if they don't, it just, it skews, it, it just, oh, you know, if you want, if you want to compete in the top 10, essentially you have to bot because you need all those materials and greater rift keys so that you can fish for the perfect rifts and so that you can just constantly reroll items and just yeah it sucks just sucks so yeah they need to do they definitely need to do something before everybody just sort of gives up i mean if you're if what's fun for you in diablo is trying to get on the leaderboards and competing and all of that i can mm -hmm. see where this this is going to be a problem because it's an unfair playing field right now mhm mm it is. It is very stilted against people who are completely legit players. Although, don't take, you know, with all of this, you know, th there's still a lot of positive things going on with Diablo 3. I mean, the game is in the best state that the, it's ever been. I'm still having tons of fun. I mean, I'm at Paragon 718 right now. So, I mean, I've played more this season than I've ever played before. It's just, I just want this botting issue, you know, to be rectified. You know, they, they need to do something, even if it's just a statement, you know, just some hope that they're working but on really, it. But really, is it doing anything if they just reissue a statement that's already out there? Well... It's like, I'm sorry, if you see stop signs and you see speed limit signs all over the place, people still go by them anyways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's true. matter how many that's of those true. damn signs you put up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, it, it's not telling you anything different. What I want to see is some actual is action. Them do something exactly. Mm -hmm. There needs to be, and I think that's not as simple as saying, "Okay, we're now going to put up a traffic signal instead of a stop sign so people don't go through it." It's a um, an effort that's going to have to come from the team at Blizzard saying, "This is how we're going to combat it." And I don't think it's just the developers. For Diablo that have to do this. It's no. going to have to be the team that, that guards the Warden. Yeah. You know, what can they do? Yeah, it's And where is their focus? Team. Exactly, the security team. Mm -hmm. They've got more games than ever to have to deal with. And that's, that's the problem. It's not simple as one or two games. Exactly. They may need a bigger team to deal with this. Mm -hmm. I don't know the logistics, but, you know, I know the job I'm in right now. They didn't plan it well enough. And so now they're trying to scramble to have everybody come in because the technology mm -hmm. that we expected to be where it should have been is not there. And so now you need a lot more people to spend a lot more time to do the things that were supposed to be automated. Right, exactly. Not exactly the same thing. But the, the idea is they have to not only come up with the game plan and not only just come up and give lip service, they need to have actionable steps. Yeah. And right now, I'm not sure they either have the resources of, you know, committed or available, or do they have the actual plan to how to deal with this? Or maybe, or maybe it's an issue of upper management says, well, this isn't really, you know, it's not affecting our bottom line. So see, it could be that too, especially like right now, I know their focus isn't on Diablo three. You know, they got mm -hmm. Overwatch coming out. They got it in beta right mm -hmm. now. They've got uh, an expansion coming up for World of Warcraft. They've got, mm -hmm. you know, they've got stuff going on. So um, I don't know that they really are thinking about this game right now. And that's that's actually a really bad sign, if you think about it. If they, if they don't care about this game enough to even straighten out the bots, you know, mm -hmm. what does that say about the future of this game? 
You know, like we weren't, we knew we weren't going to get like an expansion of BlizzCon, you know, this year. We knew that, but like, mm-hmm. are it, are they going to just like kind of leave it be? Is it going to be like you know Diablo two, where everybody kept playing anyway, but nothing new got added? You know, I mean that's kind of scary right. to think about. And a lot of people bought so in yeah. Diablo two, yeah, and yeah, I've I've heard that's true. I haven't really played it. Um, someday I will, especially if I have to sort of fix my Mac so I can play PC <laughs> games, but, um, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it, is it going to come down to that, you know? It's, it's easier to say that, hey, you know, all you have to do is this. But if that was all that had to be done, Blizzard would have done it. They have a lot of smart people mm-hmm. on their, their They team. do. They do. It may, it may be at, at a certain level they have to say, okay, where do we spend the resources, the time, the money? Right now, they're obviously, you know, um, their warden team is going to be pushing, making sure that a lot of other games is, is, that are on the rise right now, like Heroes mm-hmm. and um, right. Hearthstone mm-hmm. and uh, Overwatch, that has their their attention. Yep. I mean, I bet WoW doesn't have as much attention as those two three games right now. Yeah, and that's I think still you're right. Game. Yeah, I think you're right, and. You know, that's the other thing to think about is the attention that they're putting into their games right now are the ones that they can do esports with. Right. Mm -hmm. You know? And you can't really do that with D3. Nope. Yeah. And and to say completely that they they just don't think this is important, I don't think is fair. They probably do think it's exceptionally important. But it's the fact is they have to look at where they can put their resources. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? What are their priorities and, at the moment? Right, right. Right. What are the priorities? This may not be their priority. I mean, and we all know, we can all see that. Mm-hmm. We can all feel it. What The letter came out a week ago? Two weeks ago, I think. Yeah. I think it's two been like two now. weeks, I think. I think. No matter what, I've never known a corporate entity to ever move that fast for any issue. All right. Unless it's somebody that's directly linked in to the head of the companies. Right. Or that's the, true. the head of certain divisions. That's true. I mean, yeah. Josh Mosquera and his team could say and scream at the top of their lungs what they need to get this issue fixed. But if they don't have buy-in from somebody above them right. to put this at the front of the line, this is not going to get there. Yeah. I, you know... You know and. I, and as a player, I agree with you. It's frustrating to see because you're sitting there going, you know, we see this happening. We see people even bragging about it and showing it off and doing it and nothing get getting done. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it's, we don't see it getting done. Something might be, but who knows how they, like, they really need a plan to do it. They can't just go out and just say, hey, let's just take these group of people and throw them out or whatever's going to happen. Yeah. Well, I can guarantee, you know, if some of these botters are streamers that are bringing in revenue from Twitch, of course, if they get their account banned, they're just going to buy another oh, yeah. license, which, you know, adds adds to the bottom line for Blizzard. But if it, I mean, if it really is, you know, a fact that it isn't quite a priority because Diablo doesn't have a stable revenue stream, it's like, come on, Blizzard, just bring bring the microtransactions over, you know? I, I would be happy to buy wings. I would be happy to buy more stash space. I would be happy to buy more character slots. You know, it's like, I have money. I want to throw it at you. Please, let me do this. But that's a completely separate issue to the whole botting. Yeah. I mean, the resources doesn't necessarily mean money. It could it could simply mean technology or people. Yeah, well... It uh, could. It could. Yeah, you know, I could I mean, see yeah, that. I mean, yeah, it costs something. Mm-hmm. Extra revenue might... But it doesn't mean they don't have the resources for it with the money-wise. Yeah, but... Coming. And I'm sorry, 
buying Diablo now at like 50% off at Amazon is not going to make that much of a difference in their bottom line. That's mm-hmm. probably true, too. I didn't think to of it do that, that way. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I mean, it, if there was a monthly subscription and a bunch of other things, like a bunch of microtransaction people would have to rebuy after they buy the original game of Diablo just to be able to play it, then you have a case there because now people are having to spend several hundred dollars to get back right, into the game right. and not over a bunch of people. But $30 a pop, not that big. Yeah. Well... You know, here's a thought, and this is, I don't know that this will work at all, but we were talking just a second ago about how there's uh, people streaming on Twitch that are playing D3 and maybe botting, maybe not while they're streaming in all cases. But um, what if, in addition to banning them right out of uh, D3, they get banned from, like, all the betas, you know? Because I know some, I, it is my understanding, I'm not a streamer, um, but it is my understanding that some of the people that stream that are making money off of streaming are getting that revenue in part because they're they're getting access to betas. Not just for D3, mm-hmm. but for all the other games. So, Overwatch, um, yep. Yep. Right, for Overwatch. So what if botting in D3 pulls your Overwatch beta? It really should. I mean... You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that would it, be a significant thing, you know? And it could also ban them from no. all betas in the future. You know, yeah, put I, them on a list. This guy's botted. Don't give him any more betas. You know, yep. mm-hmm. um, maybe that would have I, some I kind totally of significant, agree. you know, uh, consequence that might people go may, might make people say, "Wait a minute, I don't really want a bot because I don't want to lose out on the betas that I need in order to keep revenue going for my Twitch streaming." You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know if anybody in Blizzard is... Maybe they're already thinking that. Maybe they're putting that together. That would be pretty cool if that, like, you know, tomorrow this all hits and comes down and, you know, that's what they're planning. But I don't I don't know that they are, but, you know, I think it would have some consequence that might prevent some of the botters, at least. Yeah. And that's a great point, Jen, because, I mean, that's kind of something I was kind of going towards where... They have to develop a real game plan of what they're going to do. They can't just simply, you know, they've been banning people and that's not working. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, just simply saying, okay, hey, they can just buy another one, jump on another stream, go ahead and, you know, redo it all again. And then they get, you know, the beta key to the next game from Blizzard. You're right. I mean, they should, there should be some real actionable punishment for things that are breaking terms of service. Yeah, I'll be right with you, Nevik, and everyone else in the community. If all Blizzard does is either ignore it or come out and just say, "Oh, you know, we, we banned another wave of people." Yeah, it's just uh... it's like, well, great, you've done that, and all they do is continue to do it. Yeah, you know, there's no real. It, it's like you know, slapping a kid's hand for taking a cookie and then you know, throwing the kitten outside. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like. It's, it's like you're not doing really anything. The kid still doesn't think it's a problem. You gave him a cookie back, you know, or whatever it is. Oh, my God. No, anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, just jumping all over the place on him. My mind's going, like, five different places. Like, you know, the bottom line is, you know, oh, I think it was Jesse who re- responded to one of your tweets. And I responded to him that, you know, it's good to know that some people actually still have a conscience. Because, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, botting is cheating. Cheating is cheating. Yeah. That's wrong, okay? don't do it yeah but you know there's some people that just can't help themselves hey you know because that that helped me make free money off the internet because a bunch of people will throw money at me if i'm you know look like i'm the best player in the world when i spend most of the time you know doing something else and then i come and play because i have the bot giving me all my stuff for me yeah yeah that's stupid and it's like it's ridiculous so yeah there needs to be you expect it anywhere else 
uh, you know, if you you break a law, you expect you're paying a, a crime, you know, punishment for the crime. Yeah. You know, it's obvious to me it may not be as that bad, but at the same time, you're breaking terms of service. Don't expect to be getting anything any more love from Blizzard. You shouldn't. Yeah. Or, heck, I would even you know just blacklist that person completely from all Blizzard products for, for you know, lifetime. I mean, I really wouldn't even just stop it, you know, allowing them to continue to play the game. Because I think, you know, their name, their IP address should be permanently banned. And, of course, that's probably going to require a lot of resources to keep a database and, you know... Yeah, but something something needs to be done to dissuade people, honest players, who are saying right now, Well, Blizzard isn't doing anything, so, you know, I'm really almost like handicapping myself by not participating in this yeah it's just i mean you're right it it feels like you're handicapping or being handicapped to play it Mm -hmm. in that situation but at the same time just because blizzard's not saying anything doesn't mean it's okay to just do it right exactly so (laughs) you know listen to your conscience people (laughs) i mean that that's what it comes down to you know it doesn't matter if blizzard's not doing anything if if you're botting you're cheating and nobody likes a cheater so, I don't think we need to continue diatribing on this, so I'll finish off the... L- no, happy Halloween! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. So, our last tweet came to us from Kurova, and he says, Another couple days with yellow weapons from Kadala. This drives me crazy! Well, Kurova, <laughs> don't, don't go to Kadala for weapons. Don't do that. Don't do that. Go to Kadala for armor told. pieces. And maybe rings. Probably not. I was told to go to Kadala. Everyone kept telling me, go to Kadala and gamble on the two-handed mace. And I could get a furnace. Oh, no, 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 no. I've not gotten a furnace yet. No, yeah, don't don't go... I even cubed to try to get a furnace. Yes. I have not gotten a furnace yet. Yeah, that's what you want to do, is you want to craft the weapon type that the legendary that you're hoping for... You know, is and then you go to the cube and you use the hope of Cain in order to transform it into a legendary. That that's what you want to do with but the I, weapons. <laughs> I find I get more uh, rare maces drop, two-handed maces drop from Kadala than from anywhere else <laughs> in the game. Yeah. So I don't mind throwing the mon- the uh, blood shards at it. But yeah, but you can just craft two-handed maces to use in the cube. So. Yeah. Well, you know my favorite thing is though. Is when Kadala, you get one of those really bad um, rolls from her. Mm-hmm. She's like, that makes a nice paperweight. <laughs> <laughs> I know I got a blue as soon as she says that. So, yeah, Kurova, <laughs> go to the blacksmith and craft yourself some fist weapons. Go over to the cube and use the Hope of Cain, which is 25 blood, uh, not blood shards, de- death's breast, and then 50 of the reusable parts, the... Uh, arcane dust and the veiled crystals. That's mm-hmm. that's the hope of cane recipe. So yes, it is heavy on the death breast, but uh, you know if you just if you just play the game, you'll accumulate quite a large stack of them. I, I think I have over two thousand again now. So that's nuts. But yeah, do that. Don't don't go to Kadala for weapons. Go to Kadala for armor pieces. <laughs> You're wasting you're wasting a lot of blood shards on weapons. So, anyways, so there's no question of the show for this week. Um, I kind of failed. 
but you know I've been dealing with <laughs> been dealing with mental issues. So, um, but I do have a question for next show, and this kind of ties into what we've been talking about already. You know, expectations, what what we're going to hear out of BlizzCon. So the question for the next show is, what do you hope for to come out of BlizzCon 2015? And I suppose you don't have to limit this to Diablo. I mean, I guess you could talk about, you know, maybe you're excited for more Diablo heroes that might be put into heroes. So, but uh, that, you know, just so that uh, when next Friday, when we're going to record episode 104, we're going to record around the same time. Hopefully we we won't have all the technical issues that we had tonight. That way we can start more on time. And... Then we'll be, we'll have fun. We'll have all these predictions at, or you know, expectations of what people want want to hear from BlizzCon, uh, the you know the one Diablo panel that we have on Friday, and we'll be able to res- report on that next week. So yay, it'll be fun. <laughs> BlizzCon party. Cool, cool, cool. Yep, there we yeah, go. Yeah, we'll have on a BlizzCon party. Yeah. yeah. So BlizzCon party in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm a witch doctor. I shake a lot. Yeah. Can't help it. <laughs> so, before we dive into the emails, we are running a Patreon campaign where you can help support the show. You can become a patron of the Shattered Soulstone by going to patreon.com slash soulstone and making a monthly pledge of any amount. Each and every pledge is greatly appreciated. Thank you, folks. Thank you for your continued support. Thank you support. very much. So... Alright, so emails. You can send your emails to show at ShatteredSoulStone.com and we do have one email. Well, actually, it's technically not an email. It's an audio from our friend Karova. And uh, yeah. it weighs in a hefty five and a half minutes. So, strap in, folks. <laughs> Hello, Shattered Souls. Uh, just starting to listen to episode 102 and uh, hope uh, this mail makes it into 103 uh, I'm right now traveling have a little bit more time to play and uh, to record a voicemail even if it's no special occasion so just wanted to let you know how I'm doing what has been happening and what's going on in game so as I said before tweeted or whatever uh, I have my six set bonus i have now a focus and restraint but still none of the two fist weapons i would need to complete uh, the set so i have spent uncounted blood shards with kadala i mean i've got over the last four weeks i think i've got one single legendary which happened yesterday and other than that mostly yellows one or two times the blue, I don't know, I mean, Kandala is just, maybe she doesn't want me to go into that dangerous higher rifts, uh, she loves me too much, uh, but I think really the opposite is the case, so, I don't know, uh, it's really frustrating not to get these weapons and not to have them drop or anything, and she's still running around and feeling like you're not making progress, also Navi claims otherwise uh, in, in Guild chat. So I have my three gems at 25. I'm almost Paragon 180 now. I'm right now leveling a gem of ease, uh, honored by from Nevik. 
pumped it up to torment 6 for farming. I've just completed the Great Rift 28. I actually broke two times in that rift, so hmm, uh, maybe that was pushing it a little bit. I have to be more careful. Uh, I really don't want to die. I'm not sure I will be able to continue playing hardcore after a death. So. Also, I have to say, I really dream of getting to a greater rift 40 this season, even with a hardcore character. I've never done that before. I think my highest was last season, softcore 37, 38, something like that. So, we'll see. Uh, uh, with a power creep, maybe even as a hardcore character, it should be possible. Also, yeah, pretty soon some other games will come out. I will definitely play the StarCraft uh, solo campaign because I really love that game. I suck at multiplayer, but I love the uh, solo campaign. And uh, By the way, solo uh, in Diablo just got a, it really got a lot easier. Uh, now, especially with the Hellfire amulet, I mean, it's so much easier now to craft one. I've actually crafted two by now, whereas before I've just ever, ever crafted just a single one because it was just such a pain in the butt to craft the Hellfire amulet, getting all this key together with a very low drop rate, and ah, it was horrible. So this time, when you get the machines right away, uh, every time uh, collecting four machines is not that difficult anymore. So, hey, uh, about last week's, uh, or actually for the episode I'm listening to, one or two questions, I know I'm very bad at tweeting out responses to the question of the week, but you know what? Why are you asking them two week, uh, two days before you record the episode? So come on, uh, make an effort and ask the question of the for the next show during uh, the last show. So I, I would expect to have listened to the question of the week for uh, 103 during the show of 102 because then you would actually get an answer from me right away during my listening to the show. So that would be really, really very helpful. Hey, I really hope to hear a Chance Law Corner. Is it Law Corner? Yes, I guess. Uh, right away. Uh, after. Uh, at the end of this show? No, I don't think so. She she did one, I think, last show. So she said she's going to do one a month, so every fourth show or something like that. I'm probably going to hear one. I really love that segment because I'm not very much into Diablo Law, and uh, this way I get. Uh, much deeper into it and uh, anyway I love hearing Chen's voice and I'm really sad that she's not able to be more often on the podcast. I, I enjoyed uh, her segments already way back uh, when she doing them for all things Azeroth and I'm still bummed that I didn't recognize her voice when I heard her first time here on this show that this is actually the same Chen I already liked back when. So, uh, very long voicemail, let me stop here, uh, wish you all the best and looking forward to tweeting you more uh, in the next hour or two while I listening uh, to episode one or two and uh, goodbye and see you in game, bye. Oh, that Krova. <laughs> That was a nice, awesome. that was a nice Thank little you. voicemail, Karova. <laughs>
Yep. And thank you for all the compliments on the lower corner. <laughs> um, I am intending to try to do two shows a month, at least. Uh, I, I'm kind of thinking about it as when we record, you know, to try to do two a month. And I'm trying to do two lower corners as well instead of one. Um, so there will be one attached to this show uh, later on. I have to record it still at the time that I'm, you know, sitting here right now. But um, there will be. So there'll be more. Yay! Mm-hmm. Oh, much Jen this week. He's gonna make a very happy Kuroda. <laughs> Yay! I'm, I'm surprised actually that he didn't tweet about how I purposefully rested and pancaked my witch doctor last week. So. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think maybe he's okay with that. <laughs> Traitor. Aww. <laughs> made me cry. On but yeah, I was I was on when he did a Greater Rift 28, and I was like, hey awesome job Kurova because you know he's playing from Europe so he's dealing I mean he has a higher ping than you know most of us Mm -hmm. so that's quite impressive that he's pushing that high but uh, yeah Kurova craft those fist weapons take them over to the cube that's your best bet for getting those two one handed fist weapons that you need although I think he said he already had a lion's claw so all he needs is the fist of Astrosk but uh, you don't even necessarily need that to push high I mean, if you, um, it, if as long as you have the flow of eternity, you know, and maybe you put in Ingiam in your other fist, then, or other, well, your other hand, then you'll be able to, you know, speed farm, like I do on T8. So, don't don't give up hope. You can do it. You can do it, Krova. I know you can. And I hope you don't die because I'd like to have you continue to play hardcore. Because, you know, hardcore just... I don't know. It feels more like family, you know, when you're playing hardcore. I yeah. think that's because everybody pays closer attention to what you're doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, every time someone says, you know, Oh, I almost died on hardcore, but then I survived. I, I did something else and it worked out. Everyone cheers, you know. And then every mm-hmm. time somebody puts on Twitter that they lost their hardcore character, everybody, you know provides condolences and <laughs> that kind of thing yeah. and you don't see that with softcore because of course you don't lose your character for one thing right. but um, I think it does sort of bring everybody together as you pay attention to see you know how you know hey is so and so's hardcore character still alive you know that kind of thing yep mm-hmm. so yeah we'll, we'll see we'll see how it goes but uh, so that was that's all that we got in terms of emails um there was really nothing in terms of official news from blizzard because you know we're in pre-blizzcon mode so it's radio silence pretty much across the board from everybody even the heroes team has been very silent you know dustin browder usually tweets about stuff unless if it's you know vitally important he'll he'll respond but uh diablo for Halloween, decided to take uh, Queen Asila, and uh, she went on a trick-or-treat tour. And yeah, that's and it's it's on the Twitter account. And it was, um, it was funny. It was it's, cute. It's adorable. I mean, you know, I mean, as far as you know, a, a uh, ghost carrying her head trick-or-treating can be adorable, I suppose. But um, it was just kind of like they made a little story out of it, and um, they've got you know 
really nice, uh, as far as the artwork, nice scenes from the game as to where she's going trick-or-treating. And, and it's trick-or-treating, which is kind of fun in itself. So I thought mm-hmm. that was cute. So if you've missed that on the Diablo Twitter, and I don't know if they're putting it on Facebook. I have no idea, but I know I it's on Twitter. Think, I think when they do their social media stuff, it goes pretty much to all the channels. Okay, so it's so. there. So go check it out because it's just it's this cute little story, you know? And mm-hmm. I just think it was a fun idea that they did. And I love that they used Queen Asilla, um, because I think she's a really cool character and she's got some story to her, which you'll hear um, when I do the next mm-hmm. lore corner. Um, but you don't, like, there's not much to her in-game, you know? Yeah. So anyway, I'll, I'll discuss more in the lore corner, but um, go check out the trick-or-treating just for fun. Yeah, it also mm-hmm. kind of made me sad that we didn't get another community buff for Halloween. <laughs> You know, something very simple, you know, double double Roderick caches would have been awesome again. Or double goblins. Mm-hmm. Just you know, something. Something. Double goblin. But no, we didn't get that. So that's alright. I suppose. Mm-hmm. But um there's been a whole bunch of like cosplay coming out. Um like Diablo fans has been reporting on a bunch of it. So I'll probably include some of those links in our show notes uh, to be up on the show post when it goes live. Uh, There was a really amazing crusader and demon hunter, although he was a male demon hunter. Those are rare. You don't see those very often. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there was a Greater Rift 87 cleared in four player. (laughs) And this was over on the Chinese servers. And it was uh, one static charge monk providing all of the DPS. Because, wow. Um, well, sorta. I mean, the way that it works, he's applying static charge to all the enemies, and then if you're in a four-player group, or just multiplayer in general, their attacks can also proc the static charge. So, it was one static charge monk, uh, proc Seder, crusader, uh, bar- a support barb pulling everything in, and a healing monk to keep everybody alive. So it was. One DPS and three support, and they cleared an 87. So Wow. Wow. Totally crazy. Huh. Proves how broken static charge is, and boy, it's going to suck when that gets fixed, when they change the proc coefficient on that. <laughs> oh, and they'll probably make it so that only the person who applies it can proc it. So, yep. It's going to get fixed. Nerf. Yeah. But at least... Oh, fix, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a nerf, but it's a fix, so... Oh, well. So that's pretty much all that we got. Um, So I guess we'll just... Yeah, it's very quiet. Yeah, I mean, it's pre-BlizzCon. This Mm -hmm. doesn't come as a surprise to anybody. Just, I was hoping, beyond hope, that we would get something from Team 3 in response to the open letter. And, uh... That's it. Yeah, so, you know, we'll find out what we'll get to talk about next week. Yep. We'll have the panel, and then we'll have our show next week. So I'm, I'm still yeah, excited. Join us. I'm, I'm excited to see what's coming in 2.4. Um, they, they may mm-hmm. even talk about some stuff that's, you know, beyond 2.4. Uh, I don't imagine that they'll elaborate on anything that might be beyond, but they might tease us with some things. As I hear somebody's bass thumping in the neighborhood. 
But uh, let, let me close out the show. So you have been listening to episode 103 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. If you missed an episode, you can find the show blog and listen to the show archives over at ShatteredSoulstone.com. And soon you'll be able to watch the videos on demand on YouTube as well. So if you want to join us in-game, join our in-game community, aptly named Shattered Soulstone, and you can join the chat channel to talk with other listeners in-game. <laughs> Um, this show is powered by you, the listener, so please send in your contributions, thoughts, questions, and feedback to show at Shattered Soulstone. We love Twitter. Come join and tweet with us. You can find the show Twitter at Shattered Stone. I'm at Nevik James. Jen is at Queen of Haiku. Brasia is at the underscore Brasia. And our fourth musketeer is at Lantonio. We would like to extend a huge thank you to Medros of Dawn Forge Productions for hosting our Loop Deviant show. You can find more shows from the Dawn Forge at thedawnforge.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, from all of us here at the Shattered Soulstone, I'm going to be partying in Brage's pants. What? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's all by invitation only, my friend. (laughs) Right now, Sean's at the top of the list. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Y'all are lucky I'm not the jealous sort, you know? This is Jen, and you are listening to Jen's Lore Corner. This is number six, and this one is about Queen Asilla. When you go through Diablo 3, you only see her in one part of the game, and not for very long, so she's an easily overlooked character. However, she does have some background that is interesting, and that's what this Lore Corner is about. Queen Asilla is the wife of King Leoric, who, as you know, became the Skeleton King. Now, I'll go into his story in another lore corner at some point, because this one's just about Queen Asilla. Um, So the two of them were married. We don't really know anything specific about how they met or, you know, how they got married or who her family was before she met him or anything like that. Um, and part of this, the reason for this is because this is the first time Queen Asilla has ever appeared in game. She doesn't appear anywhere else outside a game, just in Diablo 3. Of course, the Skeleton King has been around since the very first Diablo. So uh, the addition of Queen Asilla is interesting on its own. A blizzard doesn't always give its uh, important or significant male characters a wife. And when it does, both within uh, Diablo 3 and in World of Warcraft, when Blizzard does have them have a wife, they don't always name the wife. Uh, in a previous lore corner, I talked about Adria and how her mother was never given a name by Blizzard. So it's interesting that Queen Asilla actually has a name. So she's Queen Asilla. And uh, we don't know, like I said, how she met her husband or anything like that. But we do know they did not originally live in 
Tristram. He originated from Kajistan, which I may be mispronouncing a little bit, but that's where he was, and he was involved with the Zakarum Church, which I'll go into in some other lore corner. And because of that, he kind of inherited the lands around Tristram, so they moved. Um, <laughs> they moved to uh, Condorus, and Leoric declared himself king of the area. In short, and again, I'll go into his whole thing in, in another one. So uh, basically, they started off um, in Kajistan and moved to, uh, to to Tristram, the original Tristram. And uh, to get a little bit of idea of just where it was, um, there is a character in Act 1, a little NPC or non-player character named Malachi, and he's the healer that kind of rants over in the corner not too far from Deckard Cain's house. And one of the things he says is, From the east shall come a monarch whose rule begins in blood and ends in bone. And he continues on from there, but that's what he's talking about. They came from the east. So uh, Queen Asilla and her husband and her children... Uh, traveled over to Tristram, around where Tristram is. And as you know, in game, you end up going through uh, Leoric's mansion and his lands as you go to fight the Skeleton King. So that's kind of in context of just where they were. So they traveled. And we have, uh, so King Leoric, Queen Asilla, and their two sons. And they had an older son named Aiden and a younger son named Albrecht. And each of those has a little bit of story I'll get into when I probably when I talk about the Skeleton King. But in any case, you had a whole family, okay? And they traveled, and they moved, and they built this, you know, huge mansion to live in. And um, King Leoric went mad in the process. So before he went mad, it's reasonable to think that Queen Asilla lived a life of luxury. She was a queen, after all. Um, I find it interesting that he just declared himself king, and therefore she automatically became queen. It's... I'm not entirely certain yet exactly how the royalty system works in Sanctuary, but in this case, he moved, he declared himself king, she became queen. I guess her sons were princes then. Um, which is kind of weird to think about, considering their fate. Neither one had a happy uh, fate eventually, uh, as some of you already know. So she had a family, she had a husband, she had a life of luxury, and she had servants. She seems to have been very like nice to her servants. She cared about them. She was devoted to them. And this plays into when you find her in game. The very first time that you hear about Queen Asilla is in Act 1 as you play through story mode, and it's in the Slaughtered Calf Inn, where there's a bunch of villagers hanging around. And there are two women who stand over by a table and have things to say as you play through Act 1. And they kind of gossip about things, these two ladies. One of the pieces of gossip that one of them shares is something to the effect of that she heard that King Leoric had his own wife executed. Well, they're talking about Queen Asilla. You just don't know it yet if it's your first time through story mode, or if you've been playing in adventure mode long enough where you kind of forgot about that reference. But they kind of, you know, this is where Diablo sort of hints about what's coming up and Asilla's fate. So at some point, uh, while Asilla was living with her husband and kids in a life of it probably luxury. I mean, that's a pretty big, you know, place to live that they had, and they had all this land, and, you know, they were the king and the queen, right? So they probably had money. I don't think she had anything to worry about until her husband went mad. And in doing so, he builds this torture chamber in the bottom of his house and starts imprisoning people who he feels are against him. 
Unfortunately, he feels that his wife, Asilla, is one of these people who has turned against him, and he imprisons her in the dungeon, uh, in a cell by herself, for we don't really have any idea how long she was down there, but that's where he put her. When you first meet Queen Asilla, it is in the Cursed Hold, and you're actually at that moment on your way to eventually fight the Warden in the middle of the giant uh, prison that's down there. She's the first cell, and she floats over to you holding out her head in her hand because she's been beheaded, and you know asks for your help. There's a journal that you can find after she speaks to you, and I'll get to what she says in a minute, but the journal is significant. It's called Queen Asilla's Journal, and you can find it in her cell if you walk over, and uh, I think there's a box or something. There's a box that you can uh, open and find the journal. She writes, Starved of the sun, I no longer know what day it is. I can hear the warden, my husband, and that dog Lazarus discussing my fate. My life will be over soon, yet I fear more for my poor Albrecht's future in the wake of his father's madness. If only Aiden were here, and it's signed Queen Asilla. Albrecht and Aiden, of course, are her sons. And Lazarus is Leoric's, I'm going to say, assistant for now and come to that in another episode. So we know at this point this occurred uh, a long time ago. Um, so Aiden has already gone somewhere. You know, she says, if only Aiden were here. He's the older son and he's traveled off somewhere uh she's worried about albrecht's future and we know that albrecht uh, eventually got dragged into the tristram cathedral and uh diablo got him basically so she doesn't know that that's occurred so i you know it makes you really wonder just how long she's been down there and i'm not sure how this fits the time frame of everything but we do know that there are a lot of references in the game to 20 years ago and and this is when they refer to anything that happened in the original Tristram. So perhaps this is 20 years ago. Uh, she's been in the cell long enough to be starved of the sun and no longer knowing what day it is. That much is clear. So when she talks to you, she says to you uh, two things. She says, I am Asilla, once queen to our beloved Leoric. My servants and I were consumed by his madness. Now I give you my blessing, champion, to release my people from their eternal torment. And this sets you out on a quest to go kill off all the... Uh, skeletons and everything else down there and free her people who are imprisoned in individual cells in little circles of light as they travel around it. So this tells you that she actually cares about her servants. She's dead. She can't help them herself. And she's hanging around for a hero to come and set them free. So she actually cared about her servants. She was probably very nice. So how did she die? Well, uh, in between writing her journal and when the player meets her in the cursed hold uh, you uh you later discover this in a little cutscene thing but um she was beheaded by her husband he was absolutely certain that she had turned against him like so many others and you can see this scene play out in game after you kill the warden and you're you're heading on down to the next part of the game there's a little scene off to the side this is where you've got Leoric and uh, Lazarus standing there. And Queen Asilla is trapped in a guillotine. And you can see her kind of struggling to get out. And he's, you know, Leoric is saying, you know, even you have turned against me, this sort of thing. And the whole time she is protesting that she loves him and that she hasn't turned against him. But of course, he's gone crazy and he kills her. 
that's how she died. This is why when you first see Queen Asilla, she's holding her head out to you because she's been beheaded and somehow her ghost has stayed in that format. So you've got that much. Um, and, you know, like I said, she cared about her servants. She has you, the hero, go and rescue them, fighting through everything. And I don't, she didn't have to necessarily stick around for that, you know? Um, she could have just moved on, I guess. Um, but she cares. She cares about her servants being released. You gotta wonder if she's aware of whatever happened to her sons at this point in some way. Who knows, you know? But as, you know, on her mind after she died apparently was someone must set my servants free and so of course you do that as as the uh the player character which kind of makes you a hero probably in her eyes the other interesting thing about queen asilla has to do with her family tree so she's married to king leoric the skeleton king same same guy and she has two sons, Albrecht and Aiden. Aiden's the older son now. In a previous episode of The Lore Corner, I mentioned that uh, Aiden got together with Adria to uh, create Leah. Okay, so this means that Queen Asilla, who you see for just a short time in the game, is actually Leah's grandmother, which is kind of interesting to think about. It's a really weird doomed family tree but that's the story behind Queen Asilla from start to finish which you don't get in chronological order in the game so I decided to put it together for you in this lore corner and I hope you've enjoyed it. This podcast is copyright 2015 Dawn Forge Productions. Thank you for listening. Check us out at thedawnforge.com.